Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Nationwide or worldwide, there will always be a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Boost Mobile. Everything you've always wanted in a mobile carrier. By Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Championship taste for lunch, dinner, or a pregame feast. Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com for all of your hockey needs on ice or in line. By OxyPow. Our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Visit us at OxyPow.com. UNLV Hockey. ACHA D1 Hockey. World-class city. By M-Drive. Take our short quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which M-Drive fits your lifestyle. Buy summer skates. Show off your team pride with shower shoes and koozies for the whole squad. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the summer skates banner. Buy Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for great taste and great value. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the location near you. And by the University of Arizona Wildcats. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, welcome in hockey fans, club hockey fans, ACHA hockey fans, if you will. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. It's our weekly show that brings you all the action in ACHA D1 and women's, men's and women's uh, W. CHL and WWCHL. So this is a Wednesday night staple. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host is always back from vacation, all refreshed, all ready to go, bringing it. Stephen Marsh from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, how are you? Okay, we're still waiting to connect in with Stephen. We don't uh, have him on yet, but as soon as we will, we'll get uh, right into it. So um, in the meantime, I will start off the show by saying that uh, tonight we've got a fantastic guest coming on. I think I have my co-host. He's still on vacation. Just took a little I, while That's to what it is. On. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to get this down one way or the other here. Yeah, one week of vacation, <laughs> and I forget how to do everything. No wonder you never take a vacation uh, because one week on and then, this whole thing, wouldn't, we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. Oh, yeah. Well, that's life. That's the way it is on live shows. That's why we do them live, because yep. it's fun. It's fun to do it's, things live. You can't be perfect all the time. got to make no, fun of yourself no, no, every no. now and then. That, yeah, that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> that wouldn't be fun, yeah. Well, first of all, let's start right there. How was vacation? How was Long Beach, California? It was about, uh, what, about 30 degrees cooler than it is here. And uh, beautiful weather and just a nice little break from, from the hustle and bustle of everything going on as the summer moves on and we get ready for some busy action in the fall here with all the hockey we'll have coming up. But, uh, but no, it was great. And we saw our uh, – thanks to Paul for filling in for me last week. It was I listened to the show uh, afterwards. It was, uh, it was a good show. And, and uh, I, I was hoping, hoping that he would – Say give uh, University of Arizona a little bit more love, but I guess we couldn't expect anything more from an ASU alum to to say more than what he had to say there in in regards to Arizona. 
Wildcats. Maybe uh, I should have well, taken this week off so you'd have him on again, and then we'd be, for, he'd be forced to have talk a little bit more with uh, Chad Berman here. We're going to have on in a few minutes. Uh, no, we're, we're going to leave that all Arizona hockey tonight with uh, the head coach uh, from the University of Arizona, Chad Berman, joining us in about 10 minutes or so. Um, before we get to that, though, uh, some things starting to really fire up around the uh, the WCHL and ACHA D1 and the WWCHL ACHA women's D1 hockey because classes start, uh, I know, very soon, if not the next week or two, uh, at most universities, and the countdown clocks are started everywhere. The University of Arizona has one down for their uh, home opener against Colorado State. It's got uh, 57 days, a little a little under uh, 58 days, I guess. So that's kind of cool. And uh, there's some charity golf tournaments coming up, some fundraiser golf tournaments, and a huge event that uh, UNLV announced just the other day, a great benefit hockey game as part of their preparations for the season. So tell us about it. Yeah, so UNLV, as you mentioned, uh, is putting on an event on August 20th. They're calling it the Play for Shea uh, charity hockey game. Um, this event is going to feature UNLV, uh, current UNLV hockey players, as well as some current and former hockey professionals from the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and the Henderson Silver Knights. It's also going to include members of police and fire departments uh, in Las Vegas. And the, uh, the proceeds of this event is going to go directly uh, towards aiding the recovery of uh, former Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Officer Shea Michelonis, who was injured in the line of duty on June 1st, 2020, during a protest outside Circus Circus that left him paralyzed from the neck down. We had a lot of protests around that time last summer across the country. We had one here in Vegas, and unfortunately, Shea was the victim of, 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 an, of uh, an, an injury and of, in the line of duty. He survived, thankfully, but uh, he is paralyzed from the neck down, and the, the recovery is going to be a, quite a recovery process ahead of him. So um, they're putting on this event for him to, to raise money to help him out with that. Um, so this event is scheduled to begin at uh, 7.30 p.m. at City National Arena. Again, this is on August 20th, and uh, the tickets for the game will be cost $20 at the door. So a great event uh, coming up on August 20th. Uh, I think originally this was going to be a night that UNLV was going to do a, a scrimmage game as well as the 4th of September, which they have one as well, but they decided to put this event together, which is a great idea, and it gives uh, a chance for people to see a live hockey game uh, in, a ch in a charity setting and uh, raise some money for a great cause to help uh, out Officer Michelonis and to continue in his recovery, uh, which is it's going to take quite some time. So any any bit helps there. So that's going on on August 20th. So hopefully people can come on out to City National for that. Oh, I know I know um, we're going to be out there. You're coming up from Arizona for that, and, and as you're coming up for that, and I'm going to attend as well. And so it should be a, a fun and a, a great event uh, on that night. Well, let, let me add just a little bit to that. First of all, when you say injured, I mean, we're talking severely injured. Yes, uh, severely not injured. Not for yes. the spirit of Shea and the great work of the EMTs and, and doctors, he wouldn't even be with us tonight. So that that itself is, uh, I don't want to underplay just the severity of how bad no, he was, he was I know. injured. Is yeah, injured, absolutely. So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Very, very badly uh, was injured that, and I'm very fortunate to actually to, and very blessed that, that he is still with us because of something like that, it's uh, it because he was what happened. I don't. People can look up what happened about a year ago, and we don't want to get into that. This is this is supposed to be a positive show, so it won't. But it was. Um, well, you know, it, let let me jump into that go, positive go ahead. part of it. Number one, he was a. Uh, a big hockey fan, a big Golden Knights fan. I mean, he he actually loved the sport and uh, was was loved being in Vegas and 
everything about Vegas and was volunteering and, and doing things uh, in the community at a very young age. He's not a very, very old gentleman. And uh, to be able to do that and then to uh, defend uh, Las Vegas from, from, you know, riots and attacks, um, Shay just deserves a lot of credit. And um, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that, that he's fighting and he's fighting because he's got a fighting spirit. Well, let me let me let me share this. This is from one of the news stations here. That's talked. This has been in the local news here, and and so let me let me give you a little bit more about his situation. So, uh, after the uh, he was left with a serious spinal injury, and he spent several months at an out of state rehabilitation facility. And as a last update, his family said that he is still paralyzed from the neck down, but he could talk for a while. He couldn't even do that, so he is making some progress there. And uh, so. Um, so that's that's kind of so it's 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 progressing slowly, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it was well, a bad a bad injury for sure. And I'll say that, that kudos again to UNLV for throwing it together. That's not an easy thing to do, and doing it so quickly and involving the people that they've involved with it uh, is also very very exciting. So, okay, on from that, we know that's coming up on the twentieth. There's also a golf tournament on the twenty first up in Utah. The uh, uh, fundraiser tournament for the. University of Utah. I think it's year number eleven. Am I right on that? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. I haven't. Uh, I have to look it up here real quick. But yeah, I believe that's. I believe that is correct. Uh, but that's okay. com- that's coming up uh, soon as well. So you know, we're getting into August here, and there's a lot going on. And, uh, <laughs> and, and that's then a good a, thing. And then just a week after that, we're going to have the uh, the golf tournament fundraiser up at UNLV. So um, all kinds of good stuff going on. I don't yep, want to wait. 11th annual, sorry. Yep, I'm just seeing that now. 11th annual Utah hockey uh, fundraising um, golf thing. It's uh, going to be at the Stonebridge Golf Club in West Valley, Utah. So uh, very cool. And uh, there's some, I think there's some information on the Utah hockey website about that. So that's coming up. And then you mentioned UNLV's coming up on the uh, a week after that or a few days yeah, after that. Yeah, about eight Friday. Days. Seven yeah, days, whatever. Uh, okay, so so we'll get into that in just a minute. Let's take a quick break, and let's come back and bring on our special guest, head coach from the University of Arizona, Chad Berman, in about two minutes. Your hometown hockey team. Your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions. Your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com.
You're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, our uh, ACHA devoted show covering men's D1 and specifically the WCHL, one of the greatest conferences, if not the best conference in all of ACHA D1 hockey, as well as WWCHL, the women's ACHD1 program. Scott Strandy with you from Scottsdale, Arizona. Stephen Marsh, my co-host as always, from up in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, our pleasure to bring on the head coach again from the University of Arizona, Chad Berman. Chad, Scott, and Stephen with you tonight. How are you? Scott, Steve, how are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing we're doing great. Stephen just came off a of vacation, coach. So if he's a little bit quick on the draw tonight, or a little slow on the draw, whatever it may be, just blame it on vacation because some people get vacations. You and I, of course, we don't know what those are. <laughs> okay, coach. I, I always want to have uh, the coaches on when their schedule comes out, and I know you guys. Uh, we're trying to get it all together. It's finally all together. Yeah, I've been on vacation by a year two. I, I don't know if it's your phone or mine, but it's uh, I'm getting a delay. Are you guys getting? No, nah, it might be a little delay. I just heard you right now, so uh, hopefully we'll we'll get this thing figured out. So, uh, can you hear me okay now? You want me to recall in? Yeah, maybe you want to try a call in again just to make sure we get you on there because yeah. it is delaying. So we'll give you a minute. Okay, so so Stephen, I, yeah. I I set you up good on that one. So we'll Absolutely. wait for yeah. to uh, <laughs> to call in and uh, yeah. and try to reconnect uh, with him on. Well, the but app. you mentioned, but but okay, you mentioned, you. but you mentioned Scott. While we wait for that, the schedule came out for University of Arizona, which is a great sign because uh, that means we're getting a little bit closer. For your Arizona, we they had to wait for the Tucson Roadrunners uh, schedule to come together, and obviously all the AHL schedules are are out in the American Hockey League, and so. Their schedule is out now, and and so the Arizona now can work around that, and and their dates have been put out there, and um, you know it's it's a good schedule. We'll of course ask them about it. We'll get deep deep into it, but you know their season starts on October first at Utah, um, and then they have a couple of home games after that. But you look at the second half of the season. We'll skip ahead to the second half of the season. A lot of home games in the second half of this of the season. So um, pretty good. But they have well, the it, first it's, it's first about a month a or schedule. so. It's Go not ahead. just the schedule, Stephen. It's about uh, some of the players he's bringing back. I know he's starting to uh, introduce or uh, reintroduce his seniors uh, this week. So we'll talk a little bit about that and then about some of the uh, young kids he's got coming in too because he's got some real talent coming in. So uh, we'll we'll get into that with Coach in just a minute or so when we get reconnected uh, here. It sometimes happens uh, when you're dealing with technology. Things uh, don't don't go as planned right away, but yeah, you said it. Uh, I'm going to be up at that game uh, up in uh, in Utah because I want to see what's going on with both programs, and I'm going to be up there to see a, an NHL game the day before. So, all good things. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, going to be a great great weekend of hockey there in Utah for that. And then, as you mentioned, the day before that, the Kings are doing a, a Frozen Fury kind of a Frozen Fury event with the Golden Knights at, up in Utah as well. I believe at the uh, Vivint Arena where the uh, Utah Jazz play, so that'll be exciting. And then, of course, in uh, yeah. Salt Lake okay. the next night, Utah and UNLV play, or Utah and Arizona play. Excuse me, Utah and Arizona will will meet up. Let's try it again, Coach. Can you hear us? I can see him talking, but I can't hear him. 
Uh, I'm here. Yeah, you okay. got, yeah. I think it's working. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, so uh, as I was saying, we love having uh, the coaches on right after their schedule comes out because there's so much enthusiasm about um, the, the upcoming season. But more importantly than that, it's it's talking about getting back on the ice instead of uh, talking about COVID protocol. Tell us about your schedule and how it all came together for you. constantly balancing kind of what we can do um we, we need to wait on the roadrunners to kind of get a sense of what we can do around what they're doing and, and try to avoid as much and obviously we're trying to fill in our promotional schedule and and all that fun stuff as far as our community relationships and uh it's a bit of a mad scramble um once we get to that point but uh, luckily again um, we're able to grind it out and throw a schedule together and this year, um, obviously, we wanted to make our strength of schedule strong. Uh, Coach, I think we're we're really delaying now. We're kind of losing you in and out. I think we just completely lost you, but uh, I think I know what he said. He wanted to make a strong uh, schedule coming up. So maybe we can get reconnected with coach again. I think the signal is a little weak. Maybe it's thunderstorms and, or whatever's going on out there, but uh, and he said it, also too, that was important. They, they, that's why they scheduled some games against Minot state this year, including taking a trip there, which they will in February. Uh, that's a, a strong opponent. Obviously it's, one of the top teams in the ACHA, even though they're going to have a new coach there at Minot State, it's still a well-established program that has a good history. And, and so playing a team like Minot State is going to be good. And what's going to be important, too, for Arizona, as well as the other teams in the WCHL, as we talked about so much, is the fact that how strong this, this league has gotten. It's, it's always been a st strong league, but adding the teams that have come in, and now that we're actually going to see the teams battle it out this year, as, as opposed, as you said, just talking about COVID protocol and maybe playing, maybe not going to play, if we're going to play or not going to play and end up not playing, of course. Of course, UNLV uh, coming in, Utah coming in, Grand Canyon coming in. So um, it's going to be it's going to be tough. Okay, I see uh, the coach has joined again, so maybe Third we'll, time's uh, the charm. Let's try this one more time here. <laughs> yeah, we'll get him here in just a minute, I think, uh, when we get him on the call-in button and see if we can't make this thing happen. Um, uh, you know, some good stuff happened, and maybe that's what the problem is, is that – we found out today that we have gotten so many live listeners now that we've moved into a what uh, Podbean calls a fan club stage. So uh, some new things coming up. We haven't even had a chance to look at it. We found out last night about midnight. So uh, we'll find out. But, Coach, are you back with us? Uh, I see he's joined, but I don't see him on the call button yet. So let's uh, – Oh, there he is. Hello. Yeah, how are you? <laughs> I never I never promised to add classiness to the show. I'll be up front. I don't know what's going on. Uh, well, you're you sound good now. You sound live and, and no delay, so hopefully we'll continue that. Um, if you can, just recap what you said again about the schedule. I think we got bits and pieces of it, but not all of it. Yeah, just saying, obviously, it's a different challenge here. We have to kind of scramble things together. It's a hurry-up-and-wait scenario with the Roadrunners the AHL team in the arena that we share with. Um, but w once we're able to do that, we uh, Tanner and I get to work and 
it's, uh, you know, we kind of get in the fast mode of uh, solidifying our partnerships and different community events. Um, and, and like, but it was important to us to add some strength to schedule. And so we, we want to play those top five teams. I think my group needs to see what that's actually like. So we're not shell shocked come, come national tournament time. Um, and so it's important that we bring our kids to the North Pole and go play uh, Minot State in February. Why not? <laughs> I love it. Okay, a couple of things I saw that, that jumped out at me is I'm going to get up to see you uh, opening night in Utah, and I know you probably don't know what to expect from from Utah because they've uh, they've been one of those surprise teams too that's done some recruiting and, and gotten better. Uh, so I want to see you guys right off the get-go. But then there's another huge game coming up December 11th. Uh, you guys are going to play Grand Canyon at the Finley Toyota Center in Prescott. Uh, tell us how that all came about and how excited you are about playing up there. Yeah, we've been kind of idea for a few years now, and um, it's just it's tough to make it work and make it make sense and get kind of about. You know, let's give it a try there. It's not typically a week of scheduled games because of exams, but game are up and back. Um, we want to give it a try for hopes of maybe expanding and doing more depending on how successful. And who knows, maybe we can make this an annual um, tournament event or something along those lines. But um, always looking to add some variety, do something different. We've got a pretty good alumni uh, out there in Flagstaff, so we want to, uh, you know, try to dip into those markets if we can. So, so Prescott Valley, have you ever been up there to the Finlay Toyota Center, Coach? I have not been to that arena, no. I've heard good things, though. Oh, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. They're first class all the way around. Uh, you're going to enjoy your, your game up there. There's no doubt about it. Um, I'm going to let Stephen jump in here in a minute. But, yeah, obviously, you brought up Minot State, and, and Stephen brought up a good point. He said, you know, this year is going to be uh, a little different because you got some new teams in the in the conference with the, the WCHL expanding. And uh, every game, yeah, I mean, you can't afford to lose anything, can you? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, you know, we're back-to-back champs. So we're where we've got a bullseye in our back, and we embrace that challenge. We're looking forward to that challenge. Um, it's a particularly strange year because I'm bringing in one recruiting class. I'm bringing in two now with the year off. Um, so, I mean, I, I've done my due diligence. I'm aware of what we're bringing in our room. Uh, I'm excited about what we're bringing in our room, but, uh, you know, you don't really know what you have until you put it together. Um, talent's a great thing. We think we've got a lot of talent. We think we have growth mindset type people with a strong work ethic that hate to lose. That's really what we look for. So we got a room full of that. Now, how does that group uh, handle it just to what kind of sacrifices are we going to be willing to make as a team, um, you know, staying away from the extracurriculars and we don't need to stuff like that to accomplish the goals that we have, which are lofty. Um, those are the things we'll find out, but I like the character presence. I think it's going to provide a balance. Um, obviously, UNLV coming into our conference makes us a better conference. Um, that's a very good team. We enjoy playing them, obviously. Um, I'm also, I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the ACHA, so I like to follow the recruiting classes and, and see what everybody's doing and what's going on. And um, I'm aware that Utah's had a nice recruiting class. I'm aware that Grand Canyon's had a nice recruiting class. So um, I think that's awesome because we want to continue to improve this conference 
I think we all benefit uh, with a tougher schedule and, and tougher competition come playoff time. Um, and so that's good for everybody. But uh, certainly we understand we've got a challenge ahead for us if we're going to uh, if we're going to win this conference again. But um, I think everybody uh, just wants to be able to embrace it and take on that challenge as opposed to watching like like last year. All right, Stephen, take it away. Yeah, so, Code, let me ask you this. So you kind of alluded to this, but, you know, having not played at all last season and going into this season now, you had a, uh, obviously the, the pandemic ended last, uh, completely eliminated last season. What are going to be even the more more challenges that, you know, normally you're just having a few months off, but now you've had this, this over year off of playing games and just doing whatever you could do. Um, what, what kind of extra challenge is that going to present for you and for the team as you prepare for this this season coming off a, a canceled season? Uh, I'm a in the off season of getting stronger, getting more explosive, hitting the gym, um, training properly for the next season. Um, you know, if you get on the ice, great. But to me, like I, I always tell my guys, like Nick Lindstrom is my, one of my favorite players of all time. Um, he was somebody who didn't touch the ice in the off season. He, he worked on getting stronger and more explosive. Now this season's a little different because we took so much time off. Um, we really pushed our guys to get on the ice, especially now they're kind of they're ramping up. So a lot of guys went home and tried to hop on with junior teams and stuff like that. Um, and so while every, a lot of teams didn't play last season, we didn't even skate. So we really have got to approach this differently this season. Um, we're going to start our, you know, we usually start about mid-September hitting the ice. I think that's looking more like beginning September. Um, and so we want to, you know, we're going about this, I think you can go zero to a hundred. Uh, we want to be smart about it. There's got to be balance to our approach. Um, but, but, you know, the main thing, honestly, like the first week of our season, we're not going to talk about our goals or hockey as much. Um, I want to prepare my guys mentally because I think this season and, and for the teams that played last season, probably tell you, um, this is going to be a mental challenge as much as it is physical. Um, and I'm trying to prepare my team to embrace that, um, to treat, oh gosh, I'm going to get all deep on you here to treat, to treat life like a winding river. And we're not going to fight the current. We're going to go with it. Um, I'm anticipating some things we're, we're not, um, maybe used to or accustomed to uh, that are going to come across, whether it be COVID related or whatever challenges may surface. And we need to uh, embrace it that's coming, um, not, str not stress out about every little change and instead go with it and, and maximize the things we can control. We always try to focus on the things we can control. Um, and it's going to be a week to week basis. So we get to camp. It's going to be about getting the comfort back, getting out of bad habits, stopping on the, on the uh, defensive side of pucks. And um, just those little things are the main focus there. And, um, really, from this point forward, everything we put we put forward in our preparation is about Utah because nothing matters to me past Utah. Uh, it's a significant challenge for us not playing in this long to make a long road trip like that and then go into a building into a much improved team. I'm sure they're excited to prove themselves, and um, especially with us coming into their building. So uh, we better be ready to go right off the bat here, um, especially jumping right into conference games without a preseason. Um, but I can tell you, for I can speak for all 30 of my guys, we just uh, – we just want to play. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense, Coach. And, you know, one of the other things that jumped off on the schedule to me was, and I know uh, Grand Canyon's doing this and UNLV is doing this, and I think Utah is doing this, but you're all taking a game against D2 Oregon. 
Uh, tell me how important that is just for the growth of hockey and ACHA D1 hockey as they try to uh, explore the opportunity of maybe jumping up. Yeah, definitely. I think it's very important. I mean, we were we were big supporters of Grand Canyon getting in the mix. We've obviously been supportive of you know, getting to the conference. Um, you know, I think there's a. I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of people who talk about growing the game. Um, we wanna we wanna walk that talk. We wanna do what we can to help that. Um, and so to us, if you know Oregon being a Pac-12 partner. Um, that's a name that our, our fan base can recognize to get behind. It's funny. We play Minot State, one of the best teams in the country, and a lot of people are coming to the rink like, well, who's Minot State? Uh, well, trust me, come watch. You'll, you'll know when you're done. But um, I think Oregon's a recognizable name. We want to do a big promotional night. Maybe a I think we're going to do a pause event for that and make that a fun event. Um, and so we want to help support their growth. They need to start showing they can compete with the Division One teams typically before they'll allow that transition. Um, and hopefully that opens up a wave for more of those teams, especially out in California and that to get more involved. And um, it's been cool to see the league grow. And, and certainly we want to help that growth. And so um, uh, it'll be a fun weekend. We're, we're looking forward to having Oregon in town here. Steven, you got another one? Sure. Um, so when you, when you put your schedule together, obviously you, you, you have a lot of conference games and you have – you pick the outside games that you're going to play. Um, you guys have a pretty good uh, home ice advantage in Arizona. I looked at the, your schedule the second half of the season, so to speak. The majority of your games are at home. Um, so what is that going to be like for you guys as you, you get through the first part of your schedule and you have a, your toughest test will be most of your road games, and then you get to the second half, especially like after the semester, and you have mostly home games. So how, how nice is that, and how important is, is the second half of the season to defend home ice? It always is, but especially since the majority of your schedule in the second half is going to be at home. You know, it's, it's a different season. Everything about this season is different. So we're just trying Hello? Yeah, we lost you again, Coach. I, I can see you were talking, but I couldn't hear a word you said. Yeah, I'm not hearing anything from him. So I don't know. It must be. Let's see. Oh, nope. Looks like we just lost him. He. he... Got off Hold again, on a second. So. Let me let me see if he can give me a call um, on my uh, my phone, and we can at least uh, hear his comments a little better. You'll have to relay your questions through through me, but we'll we'll try to hook him up here on the phone. Hold on a minute. Hello. Yeah, you still. <laughs> you're, you're I don't like know what's going on. I, tonight, Coach. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. I've got full bars here, so maybe uh, maybe this one's not on me. I don't know. Yeah, well, you're back. We can hear you loud yeah. and clear right now. So um, <laughs> let's continue. Steve, can you give me the cliff notes of your question? It was like an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I guess I guess just the importance of your second half of your schedule is mostly home games, and, and, and you guys try to pride yourself on having a great home ice advantage. So how important uh, as you go into the second half of the season, um, you know, that's looking way ahead, of course, but second half of the season, having all those games at home and being able to defend home ice as you make that push for the national tournament. Yeah, definitely. I love going on the road early in the year, especially this year. We're going to have a lot of new bodies in our building. Um, it's important that we hand off the culture and how we do things. Uh, but it's important these guys get to know each other and gel quickly. So I love going on a long boat bus trip to uh, to get out to Utah, and, and then we'll be at home and then back on the road there and, and right at with ASU. So um, the other part is I, I really enjoy that the schedule ramps up the second half, especially in January. We're playing Minot State, Arizona State, UNLV, uh, and then back out to Minot State. That's, that's the games we want to play. We want to prepare to make a run in the national tournament. We're certainly proud of winning um, our conference, and we are, are uh, you know, committed to doing whatever it takes to try to win that again. We're aware of the challenge, but you want know, to get to that top five picture. Um, and if you're going to get to that top five window and make a legitimate run at being a Final Four team uh, on most years like those top teams do, you got to go play those teams uh, and, and let them see what it takes to win. What's it, you know? What it takes to win in my not state in February, that's a different kind of challenge. And I want my guys to see that. Um, it is not my job to make things cushy and allow my guys to feel good about themselves. Certainly there's time and place for that. My job is to challenge them um, to make things harder than they should be, and whether it be in practice or whatever we're doing, um, because I want to make the game easier when they get into it. I want to make the national tournament feel easier when they get into it. So we want to get comfortable in those situations. I can't think of a better way than um, – I think going to LV on the road is a great challenge. It's a big crowd. Going to Minot State, playing at ASU, and you know, we're really hopeful that that's going to gear us up for March and put us in a good spot to make a deep run. We, we really we feel like our roster um, is built the, uh, the right way to make a run, um, but there's some adversity, some things we got to go through, some things we got to learn to take that next step. Um, and I think this is the team to really challenge and push in that regard. Okay, so Coach, uh, Alumni Weekend, uh, December 3rd and 4th, uh, an extra special night with the uh, retirement of number 21, the jersey of Jeremy Goltz. Tell us about that. We've talked about it. Uh, I was there when the announcement was made, and, and I could see the emotion in uh, everybody that wears the, uh, the big A. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jeremy bleeds uh you know navy and red that, that guy loves this university there's a lot of reasons to to retire um, gold's jersey um certainly he had a nice playing career but uh, this is a particularly unique retirement because it's about more than that um you know jeremy played here was a top scoring defenseman all time for our for our program then he went factor this in the fact that he started mission hockey and and again talk about building the game um, the, and not just saying you're building the game, but actually getting in there to, to build mission hockey and to, to build a program that's going to filter into all the colleges, whether it be in it. Uh, um, I think that, I think that matters. This is somebody who's made a difference and is helping to grow the game in the state of Arizona. Um, and, and, you know, everybody knows Jeremy's a big, uh, lovable guy with big personality. Uh, I, you know, other than Tim Gass and I don't know anybody who loves this program more, um, or love this program more. And so 
Um, I got to tell you, it's just as exhilarating for the guy to tell somebody they're getting their jersey retired. Like, what a what a cool job that I have that I get to say somebody, you you know, your name, your number is going to live in infamy. Um, that's pr- that's a pretty cool experience for me as well. Not just to not just for to see Jeremy experience. I'll have his wife, his daughter there. Um, his daughter skated in my camp this summer, and she's a heck of a hawker. I told him we're gonna have to need a we're gonna need a female uh, goals up there next to him. Hopefully, she's a good looking player. Um, but to see the excitement and the support from their family and how how much it meant to him was everything uh, to us and our program. And um, we're certainly excited for the event. Obviously, it's going to be against Arizona State, so we're putting two banners up this year. We're gonna uh, the home opener. You'll see um, our conference championship banner. We'll finally get up there against Colorado State. We're excited about that, and then we're excited to hang Jeremy's jersey up there, uh, you know, next to uh, Kelly Walker, uh, and continue to uh, to grow, expand, uh, and celebrate our history because it's uh, you know part of our mission right now is we want to link the the success of yesterday with the current success so that we can build this program for for massive success moving forward. We're still in the building phase. I hear a lot of whispers about how we've maxed out about how some guys have graduated. And I promise you, it's on my Bolton board. I love it when people say that and count us out. It's been happening for six years, and every year we've gotten better. Um, we have not matured as a program. We're still in the growth phase. Um, and obviously, my captain, Anthony Cusinelli, and our fifth-year seniors, we've got six fifth-year seniors coming back. Um, that means a heck of a lot to me that these guys, I mean, I know they don't want to end their career, their college career in those terms. Um, they want to finish it their way. So I'm incredibly humbled that six of our guys are going to come back for a fifth year. Um, and that, that matters to me. I feel like there's a responsibility to that. I told Coos before he left here, he was going to have a shot at a ring and we were going to make it happen. Um, so kind of chips all in this year and his last year. Um, and who knows his name will be up there soon too. Okay, I got one more, Stephen, before you jump in. Uh, Coach, I don't know if you heard uh, when I had a chance to visit with Jeremy when you made the announcement uh, a little while ago, but uh, when I had a chance to visit with him, he was telling me uh, a quick story about his first week at Arizona, and he uh, got a little physical with the guy wearing number 16, and uh, the rest of his teammates uh, quickly came to Kelly's, uh, 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 I guess, aid if he needed to be and said, hey, 17-year-old, you know who that is? You don't do that to that guy. Uh, unique that the 16 and the 21 are going to be hanging next to each other. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's that's who Jeremy is. And like uh, some of my I, my best friend was uh, a big six four tough guy, um, and it made my life easy because I was a scorer. Um, I, I promise you, I never shut up on the ice only cause I could, it was, a, it was a nice luxury. Uh, but I don't know what it is about those guys who, um, who, who just have it in them to, to stick up for people, but they're just a different breed of people. If you ever talk to people who got to know the Bob Proberts or the Stu Grimsons, they're just a really special breed of people. They're so selfless. Um, and it carries over in the, in the way they carry themselves and, and how much they put others before themselves. And certainly Jeremy's one of those guys, um, and so, I, again, you were in and out on the question, so I assume I'm answering what you asked me. Um, but it also wouldn't surprise me if it, the, the question was the other way and that Jeremy had to pump his brakes because he's uh, the guy's got – he exudes passion. Uh, I'm sure he uh, learned quick. And you probably don't want to touch uh, the guy who's the all-time leading scorer of the program. 
<laughs> that's exactly what I was talking about. He said that's where he learned quickly about uh, Arizona hockey when he, uh, he as a 17-year-old, and he said he had to sign a waiver just to get in the uh, in the tryouts because he wasn't 18 yet. And uh, he said that that was it. Uh, he he went after the wrong guy, and he learned quickly that you don't touch 16. <laughs> yeah no you don't that's for sure yeah okay one other thing for me um i I also noticed on your schedule that you got the alumni game again with the uh the arizona coyotes uh, alumni and every time that happens that's such a big event uh because everybody wants to see these guys that that were coyotes and i think it's huge for the southwest and the state of arizona that you play that game so uh it's kind of a little prep game too right because you you don't have anything left really before the start of the national tournament. So tell us about that one, if you could. Yeah. And it gives us a chance to get on the ice and play game scenario. Um, you know, those guys are awesome. What they to support hockey and just another good example of guys that are out there actively uh, supporting the game and, and um, you know that's headed by uh, by Greg Adams who's still maybe the best hockey player I've watched play in person it's from the alumni game that guy I'm, I'm telling you he's still got it he's really impressive um, he was Burry's line mate back in the day and then if you've never wet I mean if you wet if you've met Wayne McBean before you know what I'm saying he's a he's one of the bigger personalities you'll ever meet in your life and uh, you could just sit around the guy and hear It's fun to hear. Um, they live the dream we most of us dream of, and to hear the stories and their experiences coming up through the ranks, getting drafted with Memorial Cups, um, it's a lot of fun. And um, every year, it seems like there's a rumor of somebody really big coming on. I and there was discussions of Cujo playing in net um, last time we we're going to play, and I'm going to hope to nudge that along again. But it would be fun to see that. Uh, but it's such a great celebration of hockey in Arizona when you get the old NHL guys, the, the current universities, and I know they go around and do it at other schools too. Um, it's just a cool event that hopefully we can share with our fans, use it as a, a, a bit of a tune-up. Um, we have not beaten them yet. It does bother me. It's just me and I'm petty, but uh, we really got to find a way to beat those guys. They're, they don't move quite as quick as they do, but they're as smart as they've ever been. I tell you, it's pretty impressive. Um, so I would like to find a way to beat those guys this year. Um, but, but really, it's just a celebration for our fans, a chance to kind of um, you know, the big autograph line, you get to meet all the NHL guys, the U of A guys, and um, hopefully it's kind of a great little fundraiser slash send off for the national tournament because we'll, we'll be hopping on a bus a few days after that, hopefully, and um, hopefully we're ready to go and, and, and uh, can get that whole Liberty taste out of our mouth from two and a half years ago. <laughs> all right, Stephen, wrap it up with a little player talk if you have something for Coach. Yeah, so Coach, just um... – you mentioned that you, you said your captain's coming back for a fifth year, so that's obviously important. But um, as you're putting this roster together and preparing for this season, maybe talk about what we can expect from the, uh, the your guys' team on the ice. Um, some of the players that maybe we know, maybe some that we don't yet. It's kind of give us a Cliff Notes version of maybe some of your your top players we should be looking for uh, this season.
Yeah, well, definitely. Well, I, I'm a big believer in, in building your program from your goaltenders out through your defense and your centers. Um, so right away, you know, Biv and uh, Chur are coming back. Um, we feel like that's a heck of a start to any team. Um, certainly, especially Churro being the reigning MVP of the conference. Uh, we really feel like Biv is no, uh, no second goalie. He's a 1B. Um, and, and so we feel like those guys give us a chance every night. So that's a great way to start. And then on defense, I couldn't be more excited about our defense. It's by far the best group I've ever coached uh, on paper as far as talent. Um, you know, we've got our top pair returning with Jones and Hall. Um, in my opinion, Hall was the best player in the conference, and that was, boy, boy two years ago. Uh, I know he's been hitting the gym hard. He's very motivated to take that next step, so I'm excited to see what he does. And him and Jones playing, have played together for like seven, eight years now, so they've got such a good rapport together, and they know where each other are on the ice. That's a good start. My other, my other pairs, honestly, could be top pairs as well, so it's going to be great competition. Um, we got Ryan Fisher coming over from the BCHL. He played a lot like a Quinn Hughes, very quick great edges, quick puck movement. Um, we think he's going to help get pucks up to a, 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 as quick as we can here to help our transition game. He's also great with details in front of the net. Um, we've got John Shively, who's going to be transferring from Buffalo State. He actually played Austin Marshall, uh, Jones, Hall um, at the with the St. Louis Blues in the NA3. And the last time those three were together, they lost in the national championship in overtime to the Metro Jets. So kind of a relinking of guys there. Um, we've got Timor coming back here, who um, it was, was on the all-rookie team, um, and we're certainly excited to see what kind of growth we can get out of him. And we added a big tree, a big 6'5", Dubral, who's coming over the main Nordiques in the North American League. Um, and as you can see, I've tapped out of my um, in-roster lineup, and I can give you more between this Kurt Regeer that we're really excited about. He plays exactly like uh, Chris Hedgecoke. Um, Another really good uh, addition to our team that we've had. Uh, Chris did nothing. He, Chris just does everything right on and off the ice, and he forced his hand in the lineup last year, and then we just couldn't take him out. Uh, and uh, I guess might as well go through all the D here. We also have uh, many of you NHL fans know Wes McCauley. His son Riley will be here, the NHL ref. Uh, his son Riley will be here. Um, huge ceiling on this kid. Big, tall, lanky kid. We've got to just put some muscle on him, but can skate well. He fits the mold of what we look for as far as transition. So that's just the back end. Obviously – up front, you got Coos coming back. Um, we got Greg Malfronte, who was our transfer from Plattsburgh State, coming back. Meyer, Johansson, uh, Lesbian, Dawson. That's a really good core. There's a lot of a lot of good leaders, good character guys there. And then when we blend that in with our forwards, um, we I I think the biggest sleeper in my in my front end probably is George Orfanos. He's a just a big, fast skater. He's a good combination of size and speed. I think he's going to make an immediate impact. I also uh, – Brody Salmon, um, his brother played at the University of Michigan, was, was line mates with Dylan Larkin. Um, you got to love him. down seven NCAA schools because this is where he wants to be. Um, an, an immediate leader. He's a natural leader. He can't help it. That's who he is, and it's a great thing. Um, a guy who's going to be a huge part of our program moving forward. Um, and then we added some more. Just I, I think our depth of our forwards are better. Um, I really feel like we're going to have guys pushing that can make big impact that are going to be pushing to get in the lineup with Will Josephson, Marquis, uh, Chris Fritz, and Heck. Um, and so I, I feel like we got to, like I said, when we recruit, I look for growth mindset people. Interested in working with fixed mindset people. I want people who are willing to make mistakes to grow, to get better, who want to get better, who believe in themselves, guys who hate to lose. Uh, and want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And I feel like we got a room full of that. Um, we're going to have to kick some rust out here quickly. Uh, but when you have a nice blend 
of captains. Uh, you know, you got Hall coming back, you got Coos coming back, um, and Johansson coming back. We feel like Dawson can step up and be a leader this year. I feel like uh, another kid I didn't even um, didn't mean to not mention, but Jesse Lowell. I think Jesse Lowell's in for a breakout year. You want to talk? commits every day to getting better. Um, I think he's got a chance to have a huge year and, and step up and be a leader on this team. Uh, so when you start talking about the ingredients, the equation, the talent, um, right now we just want to start testing ourselves. We want to need to get better at uh, what adversity we can we handle those situations because that's ultimately what's going to matter by the end of the season. Well said, Coach. I know we had some problems with a little delay and a little breaking up, but I think we got it all in. And, uh, you know, one thing I'll say is I look at your roster and, man, you're diverse. Uh, you got uh, players coming in from everywhere. And I think that's what the University of Arizona is, right? It offers so much that it brings uh, players in from everywhere. I mean, we're talking Canada. We're talking Vermont. We're talking Arizona kids, California kids, Illinois, Maine. I mean, just go down the list. I mean, you got kids from everywhere. So, uh let us go on this note. Tell us a little bit about uh, the recruiting process and, and what it's like to, to tell people about being a Wildcat. Well, I, I mean, I'm a big proponent of – I'm not going to call you to convince you to come play in my program. We want guys who want to be here. That doesn't mean I don't call guys, but, like, what I mean is um, we're not selling hope. We're selling results. Um, and so we want people who want to be a part of this, and so we want to be active on our social media or website – um, you know, every time you post a team picture or the celebration, I'm hoping to attract people um, that are like-minded, that want to be a part of that. Um, obviously, these guys are in a nice situation in a fun college area. There's a time to have fun, but we want guys who want to work, who want to be a part of something special. Um, and so we're very particular in what we let in here. There's a lot of talented players that we don't feel like fit our culture. And to me, that's where it starts. It starts with your culture. Um, it starts with your character, guys, because that's what's going to be tested come March. All the talent in the world is great. You see guys get teams get knocked out of the first round in the NHL. They just haven't learned to go through that stuff. Um, and so I'm a big believer in starts with good people. And, and I really feel um, it took, took some time here, but I really feel like we've got a roster full of just great people. And I think that's where you have to start. Um, and, then, and then it gets into the hockey and, and the work ethic. And, um, and is this kid willing to make sacrifices and stay in on a Thursday night? Because, you know, we're playing ASU Friday and, and, and sprinkly Wednesday, too. Um, there's a time and a place to have fun. Our guys like to have fun as they should. They're, they're in college. But, uh, you know, fun to us is taking a team picture at the end of the year. Um, fun to us would be to, to shock the world and win a national championship and have a parade, you know, in downtown Tucson. That's, what we're, that's fun to us. Uh, and so that's what we're willing to commit to do. And so I look for like-minded people uh, that want to be a part of that. Um, it, this program's a lot of work. It takes a lot of sacrifice and commitment from people far beyond myself with Tanner and certainly Troy and other, uh, you know, we're fortunate to have the resources at the rec center here. Um, I don't take, you know, what we do lightly. I, I take it very seriously. We're serious about what we do. Uh, and we feel like there's more ahead for this program. Um, and so we're just excited to kind of take that step, take on this new challenge of foreign territory. And, and dang it, you know, like these kids deserve to get back to just competing, playing the game and having fun. I think that's the first thing. Let's get back to just doing what we do. It was very interesting to hear my guys you know, some guys struggled with it mentally last year. And part of it was, you know, these guys have formed such an identity through this sport. 
and, and through playing hockey, and you, especially if you're an incoming freshman last year and didn't get a chance to play, it's hard to prove yourself. It's hard to fit in uh, and to show what you do when your identity is taken out of that equation. Uh, so I just want so badly for my guys to be able to get back, enjoy playing hockey, enjoy competing again. There's no better feeling than a big goal, a big win. Um, you know, that's what we're chasing. And ultimately, we're chasing a feeling, and, and there's going to be a credo we're going to run with this year because I really don't believe in talking about, hey, we want to win a national championship. Certainly, um, when you're setting directions and map quests, you got to send the end goal. So we're going to bring it up once. But to me, it's a process. It's a day-to-day process. Um, and so that's what we stress. And so I'm, I'm more committed to maybe sliding in the credo of see in the pile. And that's what it's about to me. Uh, I want to see... I want to see Coos in that pile uh, when we do what we want to do. I want to see his face in that pile and, and have tears all over the place. I want to see Josie. I want to see Hall. I want to see Churro, Biv, um, and say, tell me that wasn't worth it. That's what it's about to me. So um, it starts with, uh, you know, we, we've kind of been running with the Michael Jordan thing from the last dance, too. It starts with hard work. It ends with champagne. Um, but I can't wait to, to get to work, to get to the grind, uh, to get on the bus, um, and to see our boys in the pile. That's what it's all about. All right, Coach, we appreciate your time. I'm looking at your countdown to the home opener, 57 days, 23 uh, 23 hours, 7 minutes, 19 seconds as we go. So uh, good luck this season. We'll talk to you for sure along the way, and I'll definitely see you in Utah. Awesome. Can't wait. Looking forward to it, and uh, looking forward to seeing everybody and uh, getting back after it. Thanks for for the coverage, and uh, let's get this thing moving, huh? Absolutely. All right, Stephen and I are going to take a quick break. We'll come right back and wrap up another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly in about two minutes. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs. I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors 
in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. You're listening to Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. This is Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh, fresh off vacation and back in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, where I understand it's a little smoky up there, Stephen. Yeah, it's, it has been smoky the last couple of days. Not so so much today, but obviously the the fires are going on. Uh, sadly, up in uh, Northern California and up in that area, and and they're uh, making their a lot of that smoke is made its way here at least a few days ago it did but uh but yeah it's uh, it's a little smoky here but uh not as bad as it was i guess the uh last few days okay so you know the drill every time we have a guest on we want to get your opinion on what you heard i know it was a little sketchy a little hard uh because of the delay but um i think you got the gist of what coach is talking about so what was your uh, thoughts on uh coach berman and the 2021-22 Arizona Wildcats. Well, they're they're ready. They're fired up. They're they're ready to go. I think that's. I was just thinking about as we were, as the interview was going on. I was just thinking, how great is this season going to be? Now we always are excited for a new season and anything, but I think given what we've gone through, I think it came. You come to appreciate the things that we had that we when we didn't have them for that for the year that we had, and, and it's going to be real fun this year because I think the players that did go through this and couldn't play and now they have a chance to play especially some that are maybe coming back for their final year like like in Arizona's case with with the captain Cusinelli there and everything and uh it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting it's going to be exciting because you're going to see extra excitement I think and, and gratitude hopefully that they're out there on the ice playing when they know that this time last year they they were sitting and waiting whether they were going to play or not going to play or going to play or not going to play and then now they are going to be able to play and, and get out there and, and have the chance to to do what they want to do, which is win another WCHL title, go to the national tournament and, and really make some noise there in the national tournament and, and make a deep run and have a chance to win the whole thing. And, and they certainly are going to be a tough team all year long, but uh, coach Berman uh, is excited for the season. I think his his attitude about things, taking it one game at a time is, is the right approach. And it just starts with Utah and, and kind of see how it's going to play out. Um, especially those first couple of games, it's going to be interesting that you know that not having been played, they'll, they'll have practice and have some sort of camp before their season starts. But their first real game action in over a year is going to be in Utah, which is not an easy place to play. It's it's an Olympic sized ice, so it's a it's a larger ice surface too. So there's going to be more space there, and and uh, it's, of course it's in Salt Lake, so the there's a little bit of an, an altitude factor. So it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a real test for them and as he said it's it's they got a lot of the road games early in the season which is which is a can be a good thing as he said for team building and everything so i i think it's going to be um it's not going to be an easy season for arizona it never is but uh it's it's going to be uh it's going to be a real challenge and i think they're ready for that challenge at least coach berman uh, hopes hopes this team will be well, I, th- I think I took away a couple of things. That schedule is kind of unique. Uh, you mentioned a lot about the way they built it to uh, play a majority of home games second half, which I think is important when you're building towards a, uh, uh, a trip to a national tournament. Uh, the other thing I thought was, uh, was uh, unique is the fact that they're taking on Oregon. Uh, they're going to take them on in the, uh, the middle of the season as a D2 team that 
that's striving to get to the D1 level. Then I saw the uh, the neutral site game, if you will, in Prescott Valley against GCU. I think that's really cool, and I hope that does grow into something else. Um, and then the alumni game, which is something that they're very proud of. I've been to a couple of those, and uh, it's really fun to see the Coyote alum, alumni get out there and, and compete. And they compete. They, they don't want to lose, and uh, they haven't yet to Arizona. So, um, yeah, it's not physical. It's not drop the, drop the gloves and, and whale people into the corners, but it's still a lot of fun. It's talented hockey, and it usually ends up being a high-scoring game. So all of those things are things that I'm looking forward to. In addition, um, I think the enthusiasm that you get from from uh, Coach Berman is second to none. And when he talks about having uh, his deepest decor, uh, if they all stay healthy, he might have the best decor in all of uh, uh, all of the WCHL, maybe all of the ACHA. When you talk depth all the way to the bottom, no question. As you're saying about the alumni game too, is he said that they've never beaten them, and he said that he really wants to beat them badly. So he, he hopes to make that uh, makes that a goal this year for his team to beat them. Obviously, that's not necessarily as important as other goals that they have set will set for this season but uh, I'm sure he, he would they would love to uh, to win that against the Arizona Coyotes alumni okay a couple quick things to throw out there uh, ASU related um, ASU uh, the only school in the country to have five uh, hockey programs on campus uh, there's an ACHA uh, NCAA team an ACHA D1 D2 D3 women's program uh, so, yeah, there's five of them. Count them all, and uh, congratulations to them for that. Also, Arizona State's women's, we had head coach Lindsay Ellis on last week, and the next day she announces her captain. So uh, returning captain, uh, number 11, Kat Jones, and her uh, alternates are going to be number six, Sheridan Gloyd, and uh, number 22, Andy Main. So that's your captains for the ASU women's program. And we, Paul and I joked while well, you were off uh, last week, Stephen, that um, Sheridan Gloyd went out and took uh, uh, a skydive from about 10,000 feet south of Phoenix. Uh, and Coach didn't know about that until she found out uh, afterwards. And she's going like, uh, yeah, I don't want you to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> so that was a little comical. But uh, we had a really good time talking that. And uh, look for a rise in uh, at WWCHL hockey as well because – um, after talking to Coach Ellis last week, uh, she's she's building a program to uh, to win the ACHA Division One title, and, and she's looking forward to hopefully an NCAA program here in Arizona at uh, Arizona State. So, lots of good stuff on the horizon. We're looking it would have been cool if she. Week. It would have been cool if uh, she would have been would have been able to break the news live on the show last week instead of waiting to the next day <laughs> to put it out there. But 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 that's okay. We we understand uh, you you've got. You got to go through what you got to go through, but we're excited for for those three to 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 lead the ASU women's team this upcoming season. And the final thing I'll say about ASU women's hockey, and again, folks, if you want us to talk about stuff, just tell us about it or or put it out there. But um, next Wednesday night, August eighteenth, from four to eight, if you go to Chipotle to eat, you're going to be able to. Uh, if you go to the Mill Avenue location, it's another fundraiser night, and a portion of the proceeds will go. Uh, to the ASU women's program. And then the very next day, the 19th, is their open tryout. So uh, you have to be a registered student at ASU in order to attend it, but uh, you have a chance to try to earn a spot on that roster, which is very, very talented. 
Very cool. And and who doesn't want a nice burrito or or a taco or whatever you, other things you can get at uh, Chipotle, taco salad, whatever they have there. It's uh it's a great way to have a night out, eat some food, great food, and then uh, help raise some money for for the program too, which is which is a good thing as well. Okay, so that's all I got for tonight. Unless you got something else, we'll say good night and tell everybody to tune in next Wednesday when we'll preview the uh, the big charity game coming up at UNLV. Yeah, and and we ran out of time, and I think we'll mention this next week more, but the ACHA will be celebrating their 30th season. They didn't get to do it last season. They're going to do it this season. There's more on that, so we'll, we'll mention that last week. And also just want to mention this in the hockey world. Uh, we lost a, a legend in hockey, uh, Tony Esposito, uh, the, the uh, famed Chicago Blackhawks goalie. He, he died at the age of 78 from pancreatic cancer. Had a, obviously one of the greats, and uh, had a great career. Obviously, with uh, Montreal, and then also with uh, the Blackhawks as well. So um, it's uh, it's it's unfortunate. I hate, to, hate to add on a somber note, but uh, one of the greats in in the in the hockey world, Tony Esposito, passing away at the age of 78. Um, so and, we, and I'll tell you that it's not just a somber note. Uh, he was a great, great hockey player and a great ambassador to the game. So I'm glad you brought that up. And um, I, I'm sure everybody wants to remember all the great things he did and not the way that he had to leave us. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it's well, here's a touching the, story. And here's the tie into the college scene. He was uh, he was from Salt St. Marie, Ontario, just across the St. Mary's River from Michigan's Upper Peninsula. And he helped Michigan Tech to an NCAA championship in 1965. Of course, his older brother, Phil, was a star in his own right, a Hall of Fame center who played 18 seasons in the NHL. So, um, so there you go. Yep, absolutely. All right, take it away, my friend. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly was brought to you by Boost Mobile. Whether it's a new phone for yourself or a child's first phone, go to BoostMobile.com and click on Deals to find the phone that's right for you. Caesars Entertainment. Wherever you're bound, there's bound to be a Caesars resort across the U.S. or worldwide. UNLV Hockey. Play ACHA D1 Hockey in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. Go to RebelHockey.com and see if the bright lights and championship mindset is for you. By OxyPal, the all-natural way to take the funk out of your sports equipment or your office at OxyPal.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Minutes from Allegiant Stadium, be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue Las Vegas style. By Summer Skates, summer's here and the ice is going to need some help. Get your personalized koozies and more. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. The University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, home of the two-time defending WCHL champions. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel your drive. Visit mdriveformen.com and refine your prime with M-Drive. And by Behind the Mask. In the net, up the ice, or in line, serving the Arizona hockey community and beyond since 1994. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Absolutely. Well done, my friend. And uh, 
A uh, couple of things that, that, that are really important. We're still on our drive to get our ACHA underscore ITHSW Twitter account up to 10,000 followers. We're climbing every day, but we need some help, folks. So if you can get there and give us a, a follow, we'd certainly appreciate it. In addition to that, we have big news coming starting Sunday night. We have a new sponsor, a new studio sponsor, our friends at Summer Skates. So uh, September, we will have some Summer Skates to give away on our show and some koozies and different things. So you want to stay tuned and listen to the show and follow everything for that. Um, other than that, be safe. We will see you again on uh, next Wednesday night when we preview a big event up in Las Vegas. And uh, Sunday night, of course, uh, Paul and I will be back with College Hockey Southwest Live. So we'll say good night from now. Good night, everybody. Be safe, everyone. Talk to you next week.